Hello everyone, welcome to the Bootstrap Founder Podcast. My name is Avid Kahl and I talk about how you can start, run and sell a bootstrap business. This episode is called All That Glitters Is Not Gold, Navigating Bootstrapping Advice. Let's get started. A few years ago, I was spending three hours a day sitting on a train, zooming through Germany, commuting from my home to work and back. During those days, I would consume a lot of podcasts, a lot of books, and plenty of blog posts. I was looking for advice. I wanted to learn everything there was about starting and running a business, and in the beginning, I read everything. I didn't discriminate at all. I wanted to take in everything and sort out what was helpful and what wasn't at a later point. But it got too much very quickly. I was overwhelmed by conflicting advice, well-intentioned guidance that wasn't meant for me, and I started being conscious about who I listened to and why. Over many months, I developed a sensibility for advice, which I want to share with you today. And before I dive into this topic, I'm quite aware of the irony here. I've been advising entrepreneurs for years now, and while it has helped a lot of them, it was less helpful to others. And it was realizing that no advice is fit for everyone that made me want to give this topic some further attention. And Eddie Murphy once said, the advice I would give to someone is to not take anyone's advice. Obviously, listening to no one is just as pointless as listening to everyone. And we all need to find the sweet spot. The earlier you learn which advice is right for you, who to listen to and who to ignore, the better in the end. Now, Here is what I have learned, consuming dozens of books and hundreds of podcasts over many years. This approach works for me. Maybe it'll work for you too. Let's see kind of how you find out where this sweet spot lies for you. I'm going to try to give you a couple of points today that make this easier. The first and most important one, I feel, is that not all advice is aimed at bootstrappers. The most important thing that I understood was that not all startup advice is equally suited for bootstrappers and indie hackers. Some founders who share their knowledge come from a completely different background. They are VC funded or they've been building e-commerce businesses. And while this is interesting, it doesn't really fit the bootstrapping paradigm. Others come from industries that might have very different internal dynamics than the one that you're building a business in right now as a bootstrapper. So any piece of advice sits on top of many assumptions. And to make the most out of it, you will need to understand if those assumptions are accurate for you as well. In his book, The Psychology of Money, Morgan Housel suggests that um, you can define the game that you're playing and only take advice from those who are playing the same game. And I think that's the golden rule of taking advice. I follow a lot of successful bootstrap founders, and I also follow many successful entrepreneurs in the venture capital world and beyond. And when it comes to advice, I listen to the former, the bootstrappers, and I'm careful with the VC people. The bootstrapper will understand the subtleties of building a sustainable customer-founded business, much better than a founder who successfully raised millions of dollars on an idea alone. Now, if I wanted advice on how to raise money, I'd very likely seek out advice from such a VC-funded entrepreneur. It really all depends on the game that I want to play. And in this case, it's bootstrapping. So all advice that I take in comes from people who at least had some real experience in the field of bootstrapping. 
The second major point I'm, I want to make is that all advice is essentially in conflict with other advice. Because even when you're more selective about who to listen to, you'll run into situations where one person says one thing and an equally respectable person says the exact opposite. Hire early or hire later. Build your own authentication system or use an existing authentication as a service solution or use paid advertising or build an audience. All of these things can conflict with each other in those pairs, but they are still valid. And I eventually learned that all of this advice is equally valid because of its inherent path dependency. Let's imagine a founder who strongly recommends hiring late. They're likely very apt at building automated systems that delay the need for another person to take over a job. And now consider an entrepreneur who has a lot of success or had a lot of success outsourcing repetitive tasks to virtual assistants. For them, hiring such an assistant can come early enough because, you know, in a business, repetitive stuff comes up quite quickly. And both approaches, automating everything and hiring it out to VAs, are reasonable solutions to getting more things done for both entrepreneurs. The difference is the mindset, the assumptions and the systems that those founders have set up to allow for their unique approach to work so well for them. And it's not that hiring late is any kind of exciting advice. The automate as much as possible before you need to hire and then hire late part. Now that is what creates the insight. And it is often the context of the advice that's more interesting than the advice itself. With terms as intangible as early and later, from the example just now, words that you can only really reliably apply in retrospect after you have actually run your business for a while, you will find yourself asking if any kind of advice applies to your current situation at all. You're six months into building a business. Is this early or is it late? Or it might be both depending on how you look at it, right? So it's only with the context of the advice given that you can find the markers that describe what early and late genuinely mean. And that's hard to figure out. So if there are all these contradictions everywhere, who do you listen to? The solution to solving this kind of confusion is to do a little detective work. There are multiple backstories here that, when uncovered, will shine a much brighter light on the advice you're looking at. The backstory of the advice itself and the backstory of the person giving it. Context and personality. And the backstory of the advice is something you want to figure out in, in which context was this given. Is this person talking about something they're doing right now? Or are they looking at something that was done months or years ago in retrospect and kind of connecting the dots? That is important to figure out to understand this particular context. And I found when it comes to personality that if I listened to the people I resonated with personally, my learnings had the most impact. Trusting that the person is genuine is always been, has been a critical thing for me. That's why I usually do some sort of small-scale background check on anybody whose advice I'm taking in. First, I listen to a handful of their public appearances, like just a, maybe a podcast or two. Do I like the way this person interacts with others? Do I trust their voice? What do they seem to be interested in? How selfish do they come across? And would I want to have a chat with them? at a conference or a meetup or anything like this. And this often allows me to learn more about the personality and how well it resonates with me. And second, I really try to have an actual conversation with that person. That can happen through a Twitter DM, in the replies of an existing public tweet of theirs, or in an email. I ask questions about the context of the topic that I'm interested in, which then gets contextualized in their reply. So I learn more about them and the subject matter that I'm looking into. And some people 
out of those that you'll be talking to, if you do this, they're really good at giving advice. They unpack the context for you and they give you guidance and make it easier to judge and apply their advice to your particular circumstances. Other people are not as good at that. And it falls to you to do the research and unpack the context of their advice. Finally, I make sure to listen to those who are where I want to be, right? As much as I'm a fan of the founders of large businesses like GitHub or Twitter, others, I don't want to be one of them. I want to be a bootstrap founder with many small bets and I want to be generating a solid amount of passive income from all my projects. That's why I prefer to take advice from people who are doing precisely that. Even with that filter in place, I am still cautious. And that's for the third reason I want to talk about today. That's because all advice is anecdotal. Every journey out there is unique. If a founder learns something along the way to their eventual success, their understanding will be subjective. So all the advice that I give is built on my own personal subjective experiences. And that's why it's essential to search for the core principle in any piece of advice. I've learned to be skeptical of anything that promises direct results for taking any particular action, the kind of do X and Y will happen kind of advice. Instead of doing X, I will try to investigate what category of action was taken and how this can be applied to my own work. For example, if a founder claims that going into Facebook groups and sharing a link to their product works for them, as it did for us at Feedback Panda, for example, um, the one thing you should do, you should not definitely not do, is to go right to Facebook and blast any number of Facebook groups with a link to your product. Instead, consider that there's a lot of nuance when it comes to communities. The people you want to sell to might not even be on Facebook. Find out where your prospects actually congregate and see how they react to people marketing their products within their communities. And only then should you even attempt to put a link in there. So the core principle behind go into Facebook groups and share a link to your product turns out to be something like involve yourself in your customers' communities and pluck your product wherever it's helpful and appreciated. And that's quite different to the initial advice that may have been given. So you have to stop and reflect on this core principle before you jump into action. What worked for somebody else might not work for you. It might even backfire on you and your business. The trick here is to apply the core principle that you have figured out from the advice and apply this to your unique circumstances. Finally, one more thought. I want to talk about best practices here and how it's kind of a a chicken and egg situation when it comes to advice. Core principles are particularly hard to find when you're looking at industry best practices. Because often those are the result of many, many years of activity, of learnings and measurements and iteration. They're often easy to follow, but rarely well explained. So to understand why things are done the way they're done, you will need to immerse yourself in that field deeply. Most of the time you'll understand a practice and why it's preferred by just experiencing the disadvantages of the alternatives. You get your hands dirty, you fail a couple times as a novice, that's a pretty reliable way to understand and quickly learn why standard practices have been set up in that field. However, there is a point after which all best practices turn from an objectively helpful guide, the jumpstart to help you establish yourself, into this subjective kind of choice. Because after all, those practices were decided and set in stone by people, humans, doing some work. And they had their personal reasons and motivations to establish these practices. So how can you make sure that you learn as much 
as you can from best practices without blindly trusting the, what may be a highly subjective preference. And honestly, that is indeed a problem. Without insight into a field, you can't judge where the fundamentals end and where subjective choices begin. My approach is to read up on best practices to understand the lay of the land before you go into a field. And then still, I put on my proverbial hiking boots and start my journey from scratch. I start just walking around and experiencing everything. Particularly when learning a new technology, this um, has proven to be a very educational approach. I know what to look out for, what to expect, what might come my way, but I can still experience all the eccentricities and the unique properties of whatever I'm learning by diving right into the whole thing as a curious novice. And that's really what advice is all about. It's a starting point for your own learning adventure. No piece of advice can substitute for your actual experience in any field. And advice is not a tool to wield blindly. It's a suggestion. It's a signpost pointing to a place that somebody else has visited before you. But you'll have to walk the path yourself. So be conscious about who you listen to and make this an intentional choice. And that's it for today. Thank you for listening to the Bootstrap Founder Podcast. You can find me on Twitter at Avid Karl, A-R-V-I-D-K-A-H-L. And you can check out the blog at thebootstrapfounder.com. You can find my book, Zero to Sold, at zerotosold.com. If you have questions about this episode, reach out on Twitter or send an email to arvid at thebootstrapfounder.com. If you want to support me or the Bootstrap Founder Podcast, please leave a rating and a review by going to ratethispodcast.com slash founder. It'll help other founders or founders-to-be to find this podcast and learn more about starting, running, and selling their bootstrap businesses. Thank you very much for listening and have a wonderful day. Bye-bye.